Hello friends, welcome back to Rent Free with Mackenzie Davis. I am Mackenzie Davis, of course. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I know the ending had a little bit of an error, but I just did not <laughs> fix it for whatever reason. Um, I was interviewing my boyfriend and I guess because I was editing it in such a rush, I just totally cut off the ending and it just ended out of nowhere. So sorry for that one. Um, the conversation was super short anyway, but maybe I'll re-upload that at some point. Today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about being financially responsible because we are young people, we are younger people, and it's hard to know what to do, when to do the right thing, how to file your taxes, how to save your money. And when you're in the world of real estate, those are things that are all super important. Um, one, because real estate makes you a lot of money quickly. And being a younger person, at least I felt that I had no idea what to do because I had never gotten such large sums of money at one time. Um, the other thing is that as a realtor or just in real estate, you are responsible for filing your own taxes. And while it's not much different than how you would normally file your taxes, you have to save for it instead of getting your money taken out of your paycheck like you would at any other job. So I wanted to go over some things that I did and some things that I've learned. And of course, I'm still learning. This is only my second year in real estate. So there are things I learn all the time. But I feel like if you're just starting out, this might help you. And I wish I knew these things when starting out as well. So the first thing that I have to talk about is saving your money and investing your money and putting it in the right places. Depending on what you're doing, this is going to be different. Out of a sole real estate perspective, a realtor perspective, the first thing you're going to want to do is save 30% of every commission that you make. And I went to a financial planner, which I know I've told you guys about before, but I developed this plan with them, which I'll tell you guys more about, that involves a different bank account for my tax money. So let me tell you guys exactly how I used to save my money and what I used to do. I've always had a job since I was like 14 years old. I worked at a deli and I immediately knew I wanted to start saving. I was going to buy my own car and I just like having savings because it's a nice security and I just, I didn't need all the money I was getting for my job anyway. So when I was 14, I got a bank account. I had a checking account and a savings account. And every single time I got paid or got money from anywhere, I would put 50% of what I made into my savings account. And I wouldn't touch that savings account unless there were things that I needed to buy that were bigger. So for example, when my friend group went to senior week, I used my savings money to pay for that. Or when I bought my car, I used my savings money for that. But the idea was that my checking account would be money that I could spend on whatever I want whenever I wanted to. And I wouldn't get to refill that money until I got paid again. It kept me kind of under this budget where, you know, I wasn't spending so frivolously, not that I had anything really to spend on in high school, but it definitely gave me a good system and a good security. So when I got into real estate, I was like, I'm just going to do the same thing. It'll be great. You know, I can just put half and half. But when I got my first commission, my first big commission was around $15,000. And I did not want to just put half of that 7000 something dollars into my checking account and just say, I have free reign to spend this on whatever I want for whatever I want because that's so much money and money I just didn't need to be spending. So about halfway through this past summer, I decided to look into getting a financial planner, which to find my financial planner, I went on to a local Facebook page for moms, which I'm a part of for whatever reason. I'm not a mom, but I like to see the updates and all the things going on in my community. 
So I went on there and searched recommendations for a financial planner, and I went through all the comments and found the planner that was recommended the most. The person that I work with is at Northwestern Mutual. They're a great company and a great um, resource. If you have one near you, um, I highly suggest going and sitting down with them for a consultation. So what went into that was I had a pre-screening on the phone, told them my situation, and then set up a meeting to go in person and bring all of my financial information. So when I went in there, I brought all of my tax information, all of my bank account information, any stocks I had, my student loans. Like I just brought them a folder of literally every single financial thing they could ever ask for. And I guess that people don't typically do this because when I brought it in, they were super impressed and they were very thankful because a lot of times it's a lot of back and forth trying to figure out everyone's information. And my second meeting with them, we set up this plan which involves a few different kinds of bank accounts, a few different kinds of investments. And I'll get more into that in a second. But I want to let you guys know that this doesn't cost anything for you. So I was willing to pay money because I wanted to do this right. But I found out that they also earn commission. So when they invest your money, they earn a portion of what you make back, I guess. I've never seen it taken out of my account. And I'm not exactly sure how it works. But you know, when you're a buyer's agent for a real a real estate deal, they're not paying you either. So the seller is the one paying you. And I'm assuming that is the same dynamic for how this works. So it's not any skin off your back to do this. And I think it's a really smart thing to do, even if you're not in real estate, even if you're just making money and you want to start investing or you want to start, you know, putting your money where it should be, but you don't want to have to worry about all of that because it's so confusing. Um, Something else I recommend is when you go in there, be super transparent with them. So I told them what I was scared about, what I wanted to do, and what I wanted to see from them. So I gave them all my information and I said, you know, I am a 20-year-old. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm trusting you guys with my money to make the right decision. So I'm asking for full transparency from you guys. I want to know everything that's going on and I want to know exactly what account is does what. If that means you have to explain it to me multiple times, I'm sorry, but I need to know what's going on. And if you think that I'm making a bad financial decision by doing something, please tell me. And I think they really respected that. And of course, they weren't going to make any bad decisions because that's how they get paid too. So it's kind of a win-win for both of you. And so I sat down with them, told them all of that. And the plan that we created was for me to open a Roth IRA, which is a retirement savings account, a non-qualified savings account, which is just like your regular savings account, but it's invested in the stock market. So it ebbs and flows and a life insurance plan. So I heard life insurance and I was like, that's a scam. I've heard this before. I don't want to do this. But when I really got to understand what life insurance is for, it was definitely the right choice to make. So while I could die tomorrow and my family would get a million dollars, that's not really the point of it because, yeah, I'm a young person. But the point is that you have this asset to pull from tax-free. There's a lot of different tax benefits to having these investments. And I can't remember which one is which, but when you pull from certain ones, you're pulling tax-free, which is really nice. So that was definitely an appeal to me as well. So the way that it works when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it is other account that they had me open was a bank account through a separate bank provider. 
So I used one bank account for my checking and savings and I picked a totally different one for my tax money. The reason for this is so that you don't even see the money once you put it in. Obviously I can log on to my online banking and see it, but it's not something that I'm seeing in my bank account every single day. So my idea before was to put my tax money in my savings account when I just had two bank accounts. But they don't like that idea because then it gives you this false reality that you have this money that you can spend on what you want to, even if it is in your savings. But in reality, you need that money for when you go to pay for taxes. So, for example, if I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to Italy this summer and I just had 30% of my commissions in my savings account, I would think I had a lot more money to spend on my Italy trip than I really did. And so that was something really big that I recommend for people that have to save for taxes. Just get a separate account, put it in there. The Roth IRA is something that you can max every year. You can put $6,000 in it a year and that's it. And that's your retirement savings, whatever. And you can get a 401k when you get like an actual, not that real estate isn't an actual job, but like jobs that are like nine to five and stuff, they have a 401k, which I will have eventually when I'm a therapist as well. But that's something completely separate. So... The Roth is something that you max. Then the non-qualified is something that you put any extra money you have into. And the life insurance is something that you pay like a bill every month. So for example, they put, I think, $150 every month withdrawn from my account and put it into my life insurance. And then I don't touch my non-qualified or my Roth until I get big commission checks. So with my regular standard checking and savings, the way that I would do it say I get a $15,000 commission check. I always treat myself a little bit. So I'll buy something I've been wanting to buy. Obviously nothing crazy, but sometimes I want like a new pair of shoes or like something like that. And I'll just, you know, buy that before I even do anything. Put 30% into my taxes and then you give yourself a limit on your savings. So for me, I have this number that I'm always trying to keep in my savings. And when I get money, that's the first thing I fill up. So if I just went and spent $1,000 and then I get a commission check, I'm filling up my savings back up so that it's at that full amount. And then I take whatever I have left after taxes and after filling up my account and I max my Roth. So this year I've already maxed my Roth at 6,000. And then whatever I have left goes into my non-qualified savings account. And that is the savings account that's invested in the stock market. So you want there to be a larger amount of money and that's why you're going to continuously just keep adding and adding to this account. All of these accounts that I have with Northwestern Mutual are supposed to be untouchable. So even though you obviously can get the money whenever you want to, it's not like they're keeping it from you or anything like that. You just want to put your money in there with the idea that you're just putting it there to make money and save money. And Obviously, if you go to buy a house or a car or whatever it is and you need money from those accounts, like that is what they're there for, for you to use for your money. But it's better to keep the money there so it can keep making money. And that's the idea behind having your own savings account that you fill up so you have money to pull from that's not, you know, ruining your stock investments. That is the way that I set up my financial situation. I have loved it so much since then. It is a super satisfying feeling when you get to max out an account or you get to put money into your savings and watch it grow. And it helps me save money so much because I don't even think about the money that I'm putting in there. And I don't know if that's just about my mindset because some people might constantly think about having the money in there, but I don't. I just put it in there and I just let it sit and I do let it do its thing. And I am in constant communication with my financial planner. So whenever I get money, I email them. I'm like, transfer this much. 
and they let me know when they're doing things. They are very nice people. When I got into Towson for grad school, they sent me a congratulatory little note and I talked to them on the phone about all the financial decisions that I make that are big and they're very, very helpful people. So that's my first number one tip that I recommend if you're getting into this business or just in general, I think it's really beneficial. The second thing that I wanted to talk about is taxes. And like I said, you're going to put your 30% into your tax account. Now, there's a lot of different things that could happen with this tax money and when it comes time to pay taxes. But I'm going to tell you guys from my perspective because I feel like a lot of you guys are probably in the similar boat where I work when I'm at school at a completely different job. So I am a research coordinator and I get paid at that job as well. And so I have regular taxes. I get a tax refund from that job. And I'm also a student, so I get deductions. And that's something else you have to consider when you're having a business is your deductions. So you want to keep every single receipt that you're getting, whether that's paying for gas for going to showings, whether that's business cards or um, for sale signs, whatever it is, you want to keep that receipt so that when it comes time to pay your taxes, you can use those as deductions and have the receipts and, you know, make sure that you're all good to go. Now, because of the fact that I work another job, which I know some of you do, some of you guys are part-time as well and you work other jobs, I get a refund, which takes away money that I owe to the state and federal because I'm getting money back. So typically 30% is a high amount save. You're not going to always spend that 30%. You know, you might, but that's why you're saving the higher amount so that you have some left over. So this year when I did my taxes, I put in my deductions, my W-2s from the jobs that I worked before and the job that I'm working now, and as well as my W-2 from my broker. That's something else that your broker will give you. So it's not like you have to keep track of every single dime that you're getting from your brokerage. They will give you a W-2 just like any other job, and you can file your taxes just like any other job. The only difference is that instead of you know getting money back, you have to be responsible for paying it, and that's why it seems scary, but it's really not that big of a deal because you just have to make sure you're saving the money. It's not like any other strenuous like tax season or whatever. Now, where this gets a little bit tricky is when you start getting more into real estate and you start investing and you start getting LLCs and you start doing things like that. Because when you open an LLC, you can get a bank account for that LLC and you can use that for your business expenses, which opens you up to getting other kinds of loans. And that opens you up to a different kind of tax world because you're filing separate from yourself. And to be completely honest, this is something I don't really understand fully yet because I just opened an LLC two months ago. But what I'm doing proactively to make sure that I'm being financially responsible is I'm talking to an accountant. And I didn't even realize that accountants and financial planners were separate until I did my taxes this year. And I realized that my financial planner could not help me file my taxes and that they were just managing my money. So Yesterday, actually, I went back to the same Facebook page that I had found my financial planner and I looked for recommendations for accountants. So what an accountant is going to do 
is look at your businesses and look at your accounts and make sure that you're prepared for tax season. So they will even help you file quarterly tax payments so that you don't have to pay all at once if that's something you're interested in. And they will help you keep track of all of your deductions and all of your business expenses. And overall, just make sure that you're filing your taxes the correct way with the IRS, which is a huge thing for me because obviously I never want to do anything wrong. I don't want to get behind on my taxes. I don't want to not pay the right amount. And now that I'm getting into the world where I'm going to start buying my first investment properties and I'm going to be buying a house and doing these things, it's a whole world I'm not familiar with. And obviously I'll learn as I go, but I'm very comfortable with going to someone who is experienced. So I set up an appointment for after I graduate to go sit down with them. Obviously tax season is now ending. So I'm just getting ready for next tax season, which I also think is proactive and smart to do. So don't wait until the last second and get all your stuff together because they're busy They're It's hard to do that and it will just make your life harder. So if you prepare and go sooner, that might be helpful. So when I had my consultation with them on the phone, they told me that is something that you do pay for by the hour. So this is a little bit different than the financial planner where they don't make money off of your investments because they're not investing your money. They just make money hourly because you're working with them hourly. Something I'm learning a bit about now is that if you use your LLC to buy investments, which is a good idea, if you're going to buy properties, you should have a separate LLC for every single property that you buy. And you don't have to do that, but it definitely helps come tax time. It keeps everything separate, and then you don't have to worry about that. You're supposed to put any rental revenue into that bank account for your LLC and then pay yourself. So you would act as if you're an employee to yourself and pay yourself that way so that that money stays separate from your personal money. And I know this sounds like a lot, like it's a lot of different bank accounts. It's a lot of different things, but that's why I'm recommending you talk to professionals. I think that that is the biggest, biggest thing for me. And I know that that almost seems scary and it's hard to trust people, but when that's their actual job and that's what they do, they have licenses and they're legally liable and have to help you in these worlds, it's worth it to go talk to these people. So in May, that's when I'm going to sit down with the accountant and work out all of my tax things, which I might have updates for you guys then. I don't know exactly what they're going to tell me, obviously, because I've not been yet, but I'm excited for it. And I'm excited because it makes me feel put together and it makes me feel like I know what I'm doing, even though it is a lot to learn and it's a lot to understand. So that's where I'm kind of at with being financially responsible. I think it's hard when you start out, like I was saying before, getting a lot of money, being so young, you want to go spend it on all these frivolous things. And you guys have heard me talk before about how I want a Louis Vuitton bag. And I'm so excited about it because I've wanted it for years. I've It's the never full bag. It would be so great for real estate. And obviously I do have the money to buy that bag right now. But in my mind, it's better to set yourself up and have, you know, resources. And so for me, I'm about to buy a house and I want to do these things. And that's more important to me than having a Louis Vuitton bag. So while I do intend to buy that bag this summer and I hope that I can do that, I'm not in any rush because I would rather be set up in my accounts and rather be, you know, maxing my Roth IRA before I buy that bag. You've heard me say that time over time again. That's why I haven't bought it yet. That 
I have one little other tip for you guys for filing taxes, and that's just to save your receipts. And I know I already said that, but for me, what I do, I have a Google Drive. I have a folder. Every single time I buy something for my business, I either take a screenshot of the receipt if it's online or I scan in the receipt on my phone, put it in that folder, keep it all there under folder for 2022 taxes. And that's all you really have to worry about. So don't think it's some crazy big deal, something you have to be like super stressed about because it's not. I still use TurboTax file my taxes this past year, which I've heard is not the best thing to do if you have a business. So again, why I'm getting an accountant, but it's doable. You can do it. And it's not, not anything you need to be so, so stressed about. Well, that is all that I really have to tell you guys. And I almost feel kind of responsible for giving you guys this information because of all of the information I give you on TikTok, it's harder to, you know, put all of this into one three minute video. And I want you guys to be financially responsible. And if you are getting into real estate because you've seen my videos, I don't want you to get into it and then screw yourself over. And people don't really tell you these kinds of things when you're getting into the business. Like your mentor might if you have a really great one, but it just is something you learn along the way. And sometimes when you learn it along the way, it's too late. You know, you need to know these things before tax season and you need to know these things before you go and blow all of your money. And so I hope that this helps you guys a lot. Um, I can talk about anything you guys want me to talk about. I am such an open book and I want to be a resource for everyone in this business. I want to teach you guys what I learned so you don't have to learn it yourself. And I hope it was helpful for you. If there's anything you guys want me to touch more on or go more into detail, please let me know. I could make a separate episode on it or I could just respond to you via DM or if you want to set up a Zoom call, I always have that link in my bio for that. So please, please use me as a resource. I appreciate you guys listening. Next week, I have a loan officer coming on the pod to talk about different kinds of loans and what you should know as a realtor about loans. I think that's also something that we don't learn directly about in class, but it's super important to be able to help your clients. So I'm excited to have him on um, and for you guys to hear that information. But other than that, I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next Monday. Bye-bye.